Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hey, welcome to another episode of The New Hunter's Guide, the podcast helping new hunters get started and helping active hunters learn new things. I'm your host, George Kanidis, and today we're going to talk about butchering and cooking venison. Now, most beginners are too overwhelmed at the thought of butchering their venison, and they don't want to deal with that. They want to get it to a deer processor they, so they can do that for you. I completely support that. That is my official recommendation. Do that. But, what I would recommend you do, even if you're brand new to hunting, even if it's your first deer, have them give you back one of the leg quarters whole. So you can work on uh, breaking down and butchering one of the legs, the rear legs. The rear leg quarters are, um, they are the, the, the prime time. They're the majority of the meat on the animal that's useful for specific different types of cooking other than stew or ground. Uh, have them give you one of the legs back whole so you can work on it. I'm going to tell you why in a minute. But if uh, if you've done this a couple times, if you have been in the deer hunting for a little while, I'm going to recommend you get both leg quarters whole, get those both back from the butcher, and break those down yourself, uh, as well as the back straps. So let's just jump into it here. First of all, um, butchering a deer... It's not that hard. Any beginner can do it. Anyone of any skill level can do it. It just takes uh, a little time on YouTube, and it takes more than anything, just a little bit of space and a couple of tools. Most people don't have that space or those tools. So I'm not recommending you bring the deer home and butcher it yourself. Um, that's, that is for more intermediate slash advanced level stuff. Uh, I'm not recommending you do that if you're new or still semi-new to the sport. That's just more of a down-the-road thing. 
Get that deer to a deer processor so that it can be handled quickly and professionally and um, so that you're not intimidated by that process as you begin this thing. But there are reasons why you should do some things yourself. So here's the way it usually goes. You butcher a deer or you get a deer, you field dress that deer, you get that deer to the meat processor. They may butcher it immediately. They might let it hang in the fridge for a couple days to tenderize the meat. Either way, they're going to break that thing down and then they're going to give you, they're going to do to that deer what you ask them to do, especially if it's a quality shop. Whatever you tell them to do, that's what they're going to do. Now they're going to have a default. They're going to say, okay, this is the, this is the, this is the regular. Here's what we do. You know, here's a couple options. This is the regular because most people come in, they have no idea, they have no clue, and they just go with the regular. And there's no problem with that, but there's so much to be gained in the cooking process if you give it a little care. So here's an example. What they'll do is they will take the skin off, they'll, they'll cut up the deer into quarters. They're going to take the whole leg of the deer, the whole leg all the muscles, everything, the bone, they're going to take that leg and they're going to run that leg through the bandsaw. And what you're going to get, you know, half inch, three quarter inch, one inch steaks out of that leg. They're going to call them deer round steaks, quote, round steaks. Well, that's not a real thing. There's no such thing as the round steak of a deer. That is all, and you're going to look at it, and it's going to be like this sort of patchwork, like this honeycomb of different muscles with a bone in the middle. And when you go to cook it, it's going to sort of scrunch up and de deform and contort in the pan because you've got all this connective tissue holding these different muscles together. And, and it's just, a, it's a bit complicated to work with that. Now that said, it's not necessarily bad. I have had some like that that I've cooked. And they're hard to cook, but they were delicious. But each one of those muscles made up in that, quote, round steak is best cooked a certain way. Some of them are best grilled. Some of them are best braised. Some of them are best as a roast. And you just cut, take all of those at once and cut, cook them all the same way. You're never going to get as good of a result as if you broke those whole muscles down and you use the whole muscle for what it's best used for from a cooking standpoint. So here's what I recommend you do when you get a deer and you're going to have that deer butcher. Take that deer to the meat shop. Say, hey, here's what I'd like you to do. Um, I want the leg quarters back whole. You know, skin it, cut them up, give me the legs back whole, you know, obviously without the skin on them, packed and wrapped. And then I want the back straps whole. Because what will happen is most butchers, they're going to cut the back straps in the steaks. They're going to butterfly those steaks. And then they're going to pack them for freezing. Now that's fine if you're going to eat those immediately. But when you put those thin cuts of meat in a freezer bag and then freeze that and take it out of the freezer, you're going to have more liquid in that bag than you do meat. Just all the meat is going to come out because there's so much surface area of meat being frozen versus the mass of meat there. So you're going to end up with drier meat. So you're better off getting the back straps whole and just cutting them into, you know, six or eight inch pieces, freezing those pieces, and then taking them out and slicing them to whatever size you want them to be when you want to cook them. You want to make steaks, you want to make medallions, you want to, whatever you want to do, you make that call then. 
And because you've got less surface area being frozen, you're going to have less moisture that's lost in the end. So that's why you want the back straps whole. And in my opinion, keeps the butchers maybe a little bit more honest if you go somewhere that's questionable or they're not taking six inches of back strap from you uh, and you're not knowing it. So get the back straps whole. I then, this is just my personal preference, I'll have them take the front quarters and either grind those or make them ground and stew meat. Um, and then just have that done with the fronts. That's easy. If you don't want to do the front legs too because it's a lot of work, I'd say just have them do it to ground meat and to stew meat. And then you can have that, you know, in package, packaged and, and frozen and ready for whatever you want to do with it. So then you've got that meat and that's done. But the leg quarters, um, you know, each leg quarter has, what is it, five muscles in it. You have the top round, the bottom round, the sirloin tip, the eye of round, and the shank. And each one of those has different kind of cooking method. You know, the shank is 100% low and slow in liquid, braise it for four hours, and it comes out delicious and amazing. Cook it like a steak, and you will never want to eat venison again. So you don't want that in your, quote, round steak. You know what I'm saying? You just don't want that. That's not, that's not going to be good. Uh, you have the top round, which is... The, and I'm going to put some videos um, on, in the show notes for this episode on the website, newhuntersguide.com, for how to break down a, a hind quarter leg. Obviously, I can't teach you how to do that in this episode. But go to newhuntersguide.com, find this episode, and I'm going to have some videos there, literally... You know, five to ten minutes most of the time is all that it takes if you know what you're doing per leg quarter. If you don't know what you're doing and you're completely clueless, you know, you're talking about a grand total of 20 minutes. There's just, you know, it doesn't take that much time. Um, so, and you know, you go there, you can watch those videos, learn how to do it. So, you got five pieces of meat you got the shank, you got the top round. The top round is uh, sort of a heart shaped muscle once you get it off the bone. It is the most tender cut on the deer after the back straps. You want to cut that and use that for steaks. You want to cut that and use that for medallions. You want to you want to you cook that like you would beef on the grill or or whatever or in the smoker or whatever. It's absolutely delicious. Um, you don't want to cook that one like a roast because you're wasting the most valuable part of that cut if you roast it because it's so good grilled. It's so good cooked like that. Um, sauteed or however you want to do it it's so tender that to roast it or you know do a pot roast with that you're save the pot roast for the cuts of meat that are less tender that you can't grill right so you got the top round then you have the bottom round the bottom round is less tender than the top round but it's still very lean that is best used as a roast that's best used for jerky um, pot roast if you get all the fat off of it, you can cut that real thin against the grain. You can cook it as a steak on the grill, and if you cut it against the grain, it'll still be all right. But it's a great makes a great roast. The other one is the eye of round. So you have the top round, the bottom round, the eye of round. The eye of round is between the top and the bottom round on the animal, hence why they call it the eye, the middle, the center, the heart of round. Um, that kind of looks like a, like a little tenderloin. You know, you can cut that into medallions. You can you can cook that as a semi-tender cut. 
that's very nice. You can take a couple of them and you can make a pot roast with them or turn them into stew meat. But that's a nice little lean cut of meat. Then you have the sirloin tip. And the sirloin tip, just like a beef sirloin tip, has a similar shape, kind of looks like a football. That one has some connective tissue in it. That one is uh, its big, it's thick. That makes a great roast. I wouldn't grill that. I mean, you could cut it into really thin steaks and do some things with it, but that is your prime roast cut. Um, do a pot roast with that. Do an oven roast with that. Braise that. Phenomenal. Don't cut that, though, into one-inch steaks and cook it on the grill. It is not going to be, it's not ideal. You're not going to like the result. But each deer has all of these different muscles in each leg, just like beef. They have the exact same muscle structure as a cow would, just much smaller. And they have the exact same muscle structure as an elk, but an elk's going to be much bigger. Exact same muscle structure as a lamb, but a lamb's going to be a little smaller. So, you know, you know, having a little bit of understanding about these kind of things can really improve the quality of your cooking and your product and what you're doing. So every deer, you've got two hind legs. So you've got two of each of these muscles. You got two top rounds. You got two bottom rounds. You got two eye rounds. You got two sirloin tips. You got two rear shanks. You got front shanks too, but they're not they're not quite as as good as the rear shanks. So you've got these cuts that you can do so many things with, and you can cook them precisely. You can use them for what they're best with. Uh, my favorite deer steak that I've ever had, I cook it the same way I do uh, beef. Whether it's uh, either tenderloin or a top round steak, I want to cut it relatively thick. I want to hit it real heavy with sea salt, pepper, and garlic. Black pepper, SPG, salt, pepper, garlic on both sides. Too much, too much on both sides. And I'm either going to sear that on real high heat on the grill, just a, a, you know briefly on both sides, or I'm going to sear it in a pan uh, with a little bit of olive oil on high heat on both sides and serve. When you cook venison, you want to cook it medium or medium rare, or even rare if you're going to, if you'll go that low. Do not well, don't cook venison well done. Do not do it. Unless you're doing a pot roast. Unless you're doing a stew, unless you're doing a chili, do not cook it well done. If you if you will only eat your steaks well done, then just don't make venison steaks because you're not going to like it because they're going to get tough. They're going to be chewy. They're going to taste gamey. Whenever you cook venison well done because it's so lean, all the quality, all the goodness of the meat is destroyed and you're just left with this husk of of potential that has been lost. Just don't even do it. I have, oh, you know, I've accidentally overcooked a phenomenal, would have been a phenomenal steak, made, cooked it to medium well, and you cut into it and you're just like, oh no. And it's just a shadow of what it could have been. And then the steak next to it, I cooked on the same grill. I, I, I had that one right at about medium or medium rare. It was phenomenal. Same cut of meat, same deer. Two inches apart from each, you know, each each other on the actual uh, muscle, but the difference is astounding based on how you cook it. Um, and a lot of roast recipes, even a lot of roasts, they're gonna have you cook it to medium, 
and then pull it out and serve it. Absolutely. So uh, even roasts are going to have. Now, there are pot roasts. You know, I made a pot roast last week. I did a, a bottom round and a sirloin tip, put them in a crock pot, put together a good recipe, um, nice thick sauce, a lot of flavor in it, came out phenomenal. Me just falling apart, delicious, uh, absolutely perfect. But I would not have cooked either of those two cuts as a steak on the grill over high heat. But you could roast them to medium. You could put them in the oven and, uh, you know, with the right mix and the right sauce and everything, roast that for an hour or two, an hour or two, bring it out when it's about medium or medium rare on the inside with a cooking thermometer, and you're going to have something that's unique. It's kind of going to be like a prime rib. You know, you cook prime rib till it's about medium, medium rare, and then it's a roast, but then you pull it out and serve it. We, you don't typically do that with any other beef roast, at least not in, you know, in my circles. But with the deer, you know, unless you're doing a pot roast or you're doing a liquid cooking method, um, or it's ground, or of course, you know, chili or, or stew or soup, which are all liquid cooking methods, or braising it, or pot roast or something like that, you do not want to cook venison to well done. Just don't. If you're not willing to try it medium or medium rare, then just don't grill it well. I mean, do it once, and then you'll see. You'll be like, oh, this is terrible. I hate venison. Well, no, it's just because you're not cooking it right. It's not beef. You can't cook it just like you cook beef. It's a different type of meat. It needs to be cooked in a different way. So that's my advice to you guys um, for new hunters or people who are semi-new to the sport and on what instructions you want to give to the butcher and work on breaking down your own hide. Now, some butchers, to their credit, I've not found one yet that I know of that'll do this. But some butchers, they will break down the hind legs and they will vacuum seal each muscle separately and they'll give you two bottom rounds and two top rounds and two eye rounds and they'll do all that some somewhere. If you've got one of those people, go to them, pay them, uh, love that. I've not yet met any, any that'll do that per se that I'm aware of. Um, so uh, I'm instructing you to do it yourself. But I have heard of people in other parts of the country that will do it just like that and do it well. So if you've got something like that available to you all the more, then you just need to think about cooking. Uh, but if not, don't be afraid to, to do a little work on that. Watch a couple of these YouTube videos in the show notes and um, you can get these cuts. You, you can get better quality steak, better quality roast, better quality everything by just investing a little thought, a little energy, a little intentionality on the front end. Uh, to get the most out of your venison, to, to have it, you know, have each deer achieve the maximum culinary potential. So hope that's helpful. Till next time, God bless you guys and go get them in the woods. <laughs>